0: All right, just got the the tweet out. Just got the tweet out. Big guest at the bottom of this hour. I know it's January 6th, but we're going to talk a little college softball at the bottom of this hour. That's... I don't think there's a bad time to talk with Patty Gasso, is there? Is there such thing as a bad time to talk OU softball, Josh? Of course not. Of course not. Agreed. Oh, now, I gotta admit, uh Patty's coming up at 9 30, top five stories today from Newcastle Casino at eleven, our uh, regular tomfoolery between now and then, but we do we have a lot of, I guess you could say, breaking news tidbits that have dropped in the last, you know, twenty-four hours since we last were hanging out here with you guys on the plank show. But I gotta admit. Didn't like the vibe I got, Josh. Didn't like the vibe I got. Whenever you walked by, it was Happy Friday. Is everything okay? <laughs> do Do we need to Do we need to get that cup of coffee now, or are we good? Happy Friday. What's going on? Good morning. Are you ready to kick the absolute snot out of the Raiders tomorrow? It's going to be so ugly.
1: I don't think it will be, but uh,
0: I don't think it'll be close either. Yeah. Okay.
1: I I, I think I'm good with that. I'm still
0: just Kansas City,
1: I I guess what I'm saying is you won't come away saying, like, wow, Kansas City looks good.
0: (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) They're saving it all up for the playoffs. Um, Now, now, we'll start just here real quick. You know that that tweet or maybe it's a Facebook post that makes the rounds and the guy says, uh, I'm either uh, happy for your success – Sorry for your loss, but I am not reading all all that. It's kind of how I felt with the NFL release (laughs) yesterday. I just, It's like I'm really happy for whatever is going on here. But then, so last night, I kind of went to bed a little early last night, Josh. And so the way to make me fall asleep was to try to read through all those different scenarios that the NFL has for this weekend. And I want to make this very clear. There's really not a... A magical, perfect way to do it, right? There's just not a, um, there's not a simple way. There's not a simple way to do it. It's not easy. It's it's a situation unlike anything we've ever seen before, and I, you and I joked yesterday. It literally took one team, kind of maybe getting a little bit hosed here for quickly people to forget just how miraculous what happened on Tuesday and Wednesday after the horror of Monday night truly was. It's like, literally, it's like, DeMar Hamlin, just got the breathing tube out. about? Okay, what the hell are we doing with these playoff scenarios? I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> this is unfair. Joe Mixon is tweeting about it. But if I understand correctly, Josh, if I... I'll look at Brooke Pryor on Get Up. If I understand correctly... If, and I don't think the Bengals now have a chance for the one seed, well, no one has a chance because the Chiefs are going to win on Saturday against the Raiders, but you're looking at a situation where if the Bills and the Chiefs play each other in the AFC championship game, it's going to be a coin flip, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's going to be at a neutral site. If the Bengals and the Ravens end up as the 4-5, then it's going to be a coin flip for who truly has home field. And if I understood correctly, what the one seed would basically be determined on winning percentage, because I still feel like I came away from that, not truly knowing what happens with the one and two seed as far as the, the playoffs are considered. Now, again, I understand it, right? Well, if they play each other in the AFC championship game, then you will Yeah, look at all that. Who wants to read all that? Um, if they play each other in the AFC Championship game, then, yeah, you're, you're looking at a scenario where we're going to go to a neutral field. I hear Norman is pleasant this time of year. Field's in good shape. It it does look very nice. I mean, if the Bills and the Chiefs are going to play each other, let's put it in a college stadium. Let's Why well, put it in Detroit or somewhere like that? Let's put it in a very, very neutral site. But, I mean, let's just... Let's say the Bills win this weekend and finish at 13-3, and and the Chiefs will win this weekend and finish at 14-3. and um, So the the Chiefs are going to technically be the one seed and get the bye? Am I understanding all of that? (laughs) Uh, Because it seemed to me that everything here, Josh, that we got last night involved here's what's going to happen if the clubs move to the championship game. I still don't know if we have an answer about the one seed, except, hey, it'll be winning percentage. Am I even close to being on the right page with that? Because I'm not going to lie. I read every single expert last night before I crashed. I watched the NFL Network, and I still don't know if we got an answer to that. Now, again, I'm the first one to say I am I will sometimes skip over something or maybe misread it, but I, I basically they made it seem in that release that this game had no bearings on any other – playoff scenarios right there wasn't a team that was going to get in or out based on the Bills Bengals game and really it had an effect on the one seed and the AFC North correct but I, I, I which I, is massive but I don't know if they really answered the question in this about who would be the one seed it seemed to me that and they're voting on it today so we didn't get everything the owners are getting together to vote on the scenario today it seemed as if the scenarios went from 0 to 100, right? It's like, oh, okay, well, what about when they get in the AFC championship game? Because to me, it just looks like it's going to be winning percentage for the one seed, right? Looks that way. Okay. Looks that way. Did you like the Matt Hasselback theory? Did we talk about this? We Yeah, we played the audio oh, okay. right at the end yesterday. Okay. The Matt Hasselback theory was if you missed the end of the show, that if you have the the Bills and the Chiefs where – It'll be a half game lead for the Chiefs. And you won't know because, again, this was a a game that has been canceled between Buffalo and Cincinnati. So you'll never know. Um, But the theory that Matt Hasselback laid out was all right, between the Bills and the Chiefs, you either get the one seed and the bye or home field throughout. Which one do you choose? So if you choose home field throughout. You would play wild card weekend. And then if you got to the AFC championship game, you get that home field advantage. If you choose the one seat, you get home field for your first game. Is that right? First game. and the, ch- But on the championship game, you'd be probably on the road. But what? you would get that by and you wouldn't have to play wild card weekend. I think I'd choose home field throughout, to be honest with you, if that choice was presented to me. But I don't think – that's not in that scenario, by the way. That's not in that scenario at all. That's kind, of an, that's kind of an interesting wrinkle just in general. Right? I, and kudos to Hasselback for coming up with that. By the way, there was nothing in any of these scenarios that involved an eighth playoff team, which had been rumored. So, um, I, I, again, I just – I don't know if they've answered the biggest question to this, and I don't know if I'm just missing it. or I think they've basically,
1: through back channels, answered that question. Through the Schefters of the world. The percentage, right? It's going to come down to win percentage. Okay. So and it's going to be KC. If Kansas City beats the Raiders, they would be the one seed. Now, do we have that in the way of an official official answer? No. But I think that just judging the folks that are sort of in the NFL know out there, We've got a pretty good indication that that's what's going on. And even just deductive reasoning from this statement right here, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that they're considering neutral site AFC championship games tells you that they're preparing for this scenario where Kansas City would get the one, even though Kansas City lost. Head-to-head right. to, head to both Buffalo and Cincinnati.
0: Now, beyond this, this 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 weekend in the games, incredible news this morning here at nine twelve on the ref with Josh on plank, Patty Gasso coming up in 15 minutes. For the first time, DeMar Hamlin was addressing the team via FaceTime today. His breathing tube is out. He's spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire group. What an awesome turnaround. Wow. I, mean, I literally thought we were going to be talking about a dude that died on the field Monday night with the way things were going.
1: Yeah, it it, it definitely – had that
0: feel about it. Mm-hmm. But here we are today. Breathing tube is out. And he is, he is absolutely in a good spot from everything we've seen. So, DeMar Hamlin news is great news. Playoff scenarios, for the most part, figured out. But as the home of Sooner fans, we had what became an incredibly, dare I say, polarizing story on two fronts. Number one, the, uh, the idea that Dylan Gabriel even needed to announce anything, right? Now, I was kind of in that group, but I feel like if we if we go back to the if we go back to the post game from Texas Tech, if we take you back to, do you have set game? audio? I do have set audio. Wow, look at up. you,
1: man. So prepared. I
0: told I'm I'm trying Google Docs early in twenty three. I like it. So I I've I've even set one up. I don't know if you got the email last I night. did. Okay. But I set one up for like different things. Instead of just DMing it, it's like, oh, let's 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 look here. Let's let's try this. It might make it a little bit easier well, as and far that's, as
1: that's nice because There are many times where after midnight I'm thinking, okay, I've got this story or that story,
0: but I can't DM it because it's too late. I can't wake you up. Well, now we got a Google Doc, so let's solution. So, I felt like that there was the necessity for some sort of announcement just based on on this after Tech.
2: They keep happening, though. We're not executing. That's the the truth of it. Dylan, a lot of people will want to know, do you plan to return next season?
0: Just uh, too fresh. I'm just –
2: I'll figure that out real soon
0: though. There you go. All right.
1: So, not a yes I'm coming back. Just a too fresh too fast,
0: too fresh fi- figuring it out. How about uh, Jeff oh, Levy? No. Do you have his remarks before the uh Cheez-It bowl? I don't have those, but those were even probably more telling <laughs> if you right. want to crank up the paranoia meter because Jeff Levy said, you know, we're we're looking forward to, you know, him playing a good game on Thursday and then we'll go from there. you are like Whoa. Well, what's going on here? Now, again, I want to make this very clear throughout the three hours of this year' very radio program today. Um, I am not someone that is a big fan of needing to hear that you're either coming back or you're not whenever, you know, it seems pretty much like a slam dunk you're coming back, right? It's just, to me, it's it, – it, it shouldn't have been that much of a of a cont- conversation or, or even controversy, right? So I'm just, again, we've talked about it on this show. It's been a major topic about whether or not he's coming back next year. But I would say I don't think that it should have been. Where was he going to go? I know that he would have had options. Uh, who would Oklahoma have had? basically kind of dialed up because they weren't very active in the portal, would it have become I almost said Ralph Rucker for some reason, would it become Jackson Arnold's team? But yeah, it's just it's it's one of those situations where it probably became more of a story than even we we could have anticipated, right? Or or and again back to the original point than it should have been. Oh, here, here, by the way, you mentioned the uh, Jeff Levy quote. Here was another one of the quotes that kind of led to the – wait, is, is he not coming back?
1: Are you fully confident uh, Dylan Gabriel's coming back next season? or What are your expectations there? F- fully confident that he's going to play really well on the 29th, and then
2: we'll <laughs> go from there.
0: Yeah, so, again, for those that are like, why would you even talk about it? What's even the big deal? He's not going anywhere. You're like, well, he could have. The, the tea leaves seem to be a little bit concerning. But during the day yesterday, he was seemingly very involved with some of the grad transfers. Yeah, just the rollout in general was pretty yeah. interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he had been building up the Trace Ford edition. He had tweeted about Matt Lee visiting, and, and we learned later that whenever Dylan Gabriel made his move to Norman – one of the first people to reach out and wish him congratulations was UCF center Matt Lee. So there there were a lot of things kind of leading up to finally the the announcement yesterday. He posted the Stephen A. Smith wearing the <laughs> OU beanie, which is kind of funny. By the way, uh, is that is that another one of our boys? Is that Miles and that absolutely fire graphic that was put together for this release? I don't know whose Photoshop this is. It's
1: it's floated Ooh. around in the past, but good for it's well done. DG clearly a man of culture with the Wolf of Wall Street reference. Yeah, and dropping that meme and then obviously the the big announcement as well. And if you ask, well, hey, why do all of this? Well, I'm looking here, and Twitter has come up with this interesting thing where it shows you views: 1.2 million views on his "I'm coming back" tweet. Not right, bad. and then lo and behold, his DG the brand. Uh, tweets out shortly afterwards. We're excited to announce our newest 7v7 7 7 partnership. We can't wait to help support and be a part of the team. DG the brand, a proud partner of high-profile athletes Hawaii. So when you say, ah, why the big hoopla? Why all of this uh, circus around this? Well, we have to remember now that Dylan Gabriel, every athlete like this is their best brand ambassador, right? hmm And 1.2 million views is 1.2 million views. It's a lot of interactions to draw attention to whatever endorsement deals you've got cooking, or in, in this case, uh, you know what he's
0: launching right there, which is pretty cool. Agreed. All right, nine nineteen. We had another tidbit of breaking news that fell. It involved college basketball. We also have a new addition for Oklahoma in the transfer portal as they get some offensive line depth. Plus, Sooner head softball coach Patty Gasol. All coming up on a very busy Friday right here on the Ref. All right, uh, Patty Gasso coming up here in a bit. Uh, I like this from Camo Sooner. Hearing Gabriel say it's too fresh makes me think of the movie The Other Guys when Will Ferrell says maybe we should call ourselves the Febreze Brothers because it's feeling so fresh right now. It's too fresh. Um, Will Ferrell does a tremendous,
1: super geeky, whatever character guy you want to – make him out to be in the other guys.
0: There's a um, uncomfortably nice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There seems to and I I feel like there seems to be an absolute miss when it comes to people talking about some of the funnier Will Ferrell movies. The other guys is fantastic. Oh, it's I, amazing with him and Wahlberg, oh It's my so gosh. good. And I've only seen it like twice. The uh <laughs> the opening scene is so jarring. It's like Yeah, where the rock
1: jumps off. It's like <laughs> it's it, after it happens you, you're like i don't
0: know why i didn't see that happening but you the first time you watch that movie it is pretty jarring and the first time i saw it i literally was like had to pause it for a second It's was like <laughs> did that just happen they because I, I thought they were a major part of the movie and then yeah. immediately you're at the funeral it's like, it's like oh, okay oh, sorry man. spoiler alert spoiler alert um Chris Rich three one six. Hey, big shout out to the Midwest City guys uh, that did CPR. Yeah, we found out that uh, the the team physicians, the team doctors, and the the athletic trainers. There's an Oklahoma tint to it, which was really cool. It was cool to hear Sean McDermott, who for some reason I've I've tried to call Sean McDonough all weekend long. I, it was pretty cool to see him give the proper credit necessary because I I honestly I had I had no idea about Denny Kellington was not familiar. And uh, apparently his understanding and his s- speed to get to that moment and start performing CPR were vital in saving mm-hmm. the life of DeMar Hamlin. So, yeah, I, great, great point. Maybe we should mention the name Denny Kellington more often here on this show too. Right? I mean, it's just – Absolutely. It's incredible the job they did.
1: So, w- we shared a little bit of the, the update right. last segment.
0: Still critical condition? I haven't seen an update on that, but I mean he's he's got the breathing tube out. He's got the he was Facetiming with some of his teammates. You know, it 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 seems as if everything is really trending in a great direction,
1: but probably not ready to come out and say that he's in fair condition. Or, right, you know. right,
0: exactly, exactly. k c Ping on Twitter, the other guys is amazing, one liners galore. Dirty Mike and the Boys. That's the. There's so many good one-liners. Like literally, it could become part of the. It could be ingrained in this program. This wouldn't be toward the top of the Will Ferrell chart, but I do.
1: I can sit back and enjoy either Semi Pro or Kicking and Screaming.
0: Kicking and Screaming? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's great. Is it on Tubi? (laughs) Ditka? Really? (laughs) Okay, I'm writing it down right now. And just to stay with the theme, somehow we got on Will Ferrell movies. I think this is Camo Sooner's fault. Of course, old school is the goat, probably. Uh, Nine One Eight Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and the other guys are the three funniest Will Ferrell movies, and they came out within four years of each other. I'm with you though. The uh, what'd you just say? You're my boy, Blue. Yeah, you're my boy, Blue. That's I love that movie. We can't have anybody freak out. What he's got so many little role, roles in movies too, where he just a lot of people would say Anchorman. Anchorman's crate. Anchorman 2 though really kind of ruined Anchorman. I know, why'd they have to do that? I have never left a movie early. Uh but but two of my two of my favorite funny men made me leave an early um, a movie early. I had to leave I had to leave Anchorman 2 early because it was just so bad and I had to leave Cabin Boy early, Chris Elliott because it was just so bad. I was like this is terrible. Of course that's going back to like 1990, so well, yeah, those are the two movies where I'm like, I'm out. I'm sorry. Let's go. Maybe we can sneak into another theater and watch another movie. Which, ab- absolutely, you could have done that. Um, and probably did do that. <laughs> I th- probably did. And a Gator. I-, I don't know if I've seen that one. Hmm. Uh,
1: I think uh, I think that's his alter ego in the movie.
0: Oh oh calls, alter, uh, him, I'm sorry. He calls himself Gator. Get gator it play. Sorry. I'm right. sorry. My 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 apologies, Jesse G. You're a step ahead of me. His, his uh, role in Kenny Powers is fantastic. Oh, man, yeah. I, I got caught down a rabbit hole of times whenever he made Danny he's McBride. He's bounded down. When he made those guys uh, laugh off the – yeah, it's called he's bounded down. I'm sorry. It's not called Kenny Powers. But he made those guys crack up when they're supposed to be trying to stay straight. Ah, He's okay. just a funny guy. It, yeah, it, and, and the, the, the mini roll true sooner and wedding crash. Okay, listen, we we've got sports going on. All right, we can't do this. This is a great June topic. But we got in fact, let's get a break so we're not late for a coach. When we come back, Patty Casso joins us. She'll clean up this tomfoolery that we're in the midst of. This is all Camo Sooner's fault, and I'm here for it, but we're talking Sooner Softball next. Counting down the days to the start of Sooner Softball. Gosh, right at what a month? Patty Gasso joins us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Good morning, coach. Happy New Year. How's things
2: going? Um, good. Good morning. Good to hear your voice. Um, things are going good. We haven't even started yet. So <laughs> I guess it's good. We'll wait and see how it turns out. But I'm I'm really revved up, ready, excited about the start of the season.
0: Okay, so let's get all the let's get all the non sports things out of the way. Uh, How's being uh, grandma times four now going for you? How are the newest additions?
2: (laughs) Phenomenal fun. I I just, boy, it happened fast. But then two months, we had two more grandkids. So little babies and they're sweet and wonderful. And to be honest, makes you take your mind. Like I look forward to seeing them because it takes me away from the stress and the, you know, all that that goes with the job. So it's, definitely something i look forward to um
0: always parker's kind of a beast already man he we, we got to get a bat and a, a glove in his hand already he looks like he's ready to go
2: he does but um i don't know that a three-month-old needs his hair spikes yet but you know that's, <laughs> take that that's dj, DJ right there that's DJ. <laughs> always has been always will be and I'm
0: curious, are are you into reading anything right now? You got a new book you're checking out for 23 or one you're planning on getting into?
2: Uh, I don't have a lot of time for reading, but I am kind of doing a little bit of cheat notes. Um, I'm going to uh, start a little series with our team. I've done this before, and it's a book on forgiveness, and it's really, really good, and it's really changed some lives. I haven't done it. For probably about six years and so I'm going to bring it back early in the spring and um, see how that goes but it's healing, it's very healing and you're able to get a lot of things off of you and it helps these guys kind of understand adulthood and womanhood things like that so I'm looking forward to getting going with that.
0: Mm, that is awesome so Head Coach Patty Gasso is with us to this team um, I just, I don't know uh, the, the depth of this team is pretty incredible, Coach. From what you learned in the fall, how you feeling about where this team is heading into the the twenty three season?
2: I feel really good. I do uh, got a lot of healthy uh, bodies are coming back. You know, Grace Lyons has been voted the captain, and our captain had to undergo some surgery to relieve some pain in her. Throwing shoulder, and she's back rehabbing and starting to throw already. So she'll be back ready to go. I'm really pleased about that. Jordy's been feeling really good. Um, Candy Hansen's knees have been feeling a lot better. She seems back into her old form. So. Besides some of the nagging injuries, um, with this time off, I think they'll all come back and be healthy and ready to go. But we are deep at every position. We've got power. We've got a little more speed. We've got that finesse, flapper, bunter, like Quincy, Lilio, Riley Boone, Jada Coleman are the athletes that can – and even Avery Hodge, our freshman, can – Slap a ball through a hole, lay down a bunt, beat it out, hit it over the fence. Which are really dangerous athletes, and those all, all four of those athletes have had really good falls.
0: So, I, I want to talk about Kinsey here in just a bit because we're we're working on a feature on her, and I'm just so fascinated about her career. But before we do that, this is wild because in just. Theoretically, every hole that you you might have from someone who graduated from Janet John's moving on, you have two players battling that have played a lot of softball uh, at third base. With the graduation of Taylor Snow, you have someone coming in who was the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. You know, you look around with Hope Troutwine. You bring in the Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. I could I could go on and on. Um, but what is it? Have you ever had a situation, and maybe part of this is is just the magic of the portal, to where You're not looking out, and it's someone who hasn't played a lot of ball that's needing to step up. Now, don't get me wrong. Young players that haven't played a lot need to step up and need to be a part of this team. But you have experience replacing your experience, and that just seems wild to me.
2: It's important. It's very helpful to have athletes who have been in the mix and in the fire, so to speak. But I do have young athletes that are going to get opportunity to – get in the game and get their feet wet because in a couple of years I am about to lose a large portion of the success of this program. So I have to prepare these young ones to be ready to fill those shoes. So you know what's interesting, Plank, is the portal. Um, the portal is something we don't try to live off of the portal. We try to supplement from the portal. and. It's funny, the approach towards, you know, when people look like, oh, the portal, look at Oklahoma's becoming, you know, this big juggernaut. They go to the portal. Am I supposed to go on the portal and get not the best players? I mean, (laughs) it just doesn't make sense the way some people view it. The portal is the portal. It will always be the portal. It will not change. And, um... If I'm going to the portal, I'm going after the best. And people don't like that. Like, now you're getting too good. I'm like, what? What does that mean? (laughs) What do do you mean? So I just keep my head down and I keep grinding and, you know, that's what we do. But um, it's been good. It's been great for us to experience the ability of these four portal players um, has been, they've been really good at a lot of, and di- a different kind of personality they bring from the other programs, which has been really wonderful. I think the, the uh, biggest surprise for me uh, is Haley Lee, because if you look at her and she's kind of tatted up, then you might go, hey, okay, who's this girl? <laughs> she is one of the most wonderful athletes I've ever been around, just real, honest um wonderful so i've been really happy with these these uh portal kids that fit into this
0: culture really quickly and i guess you just answered my next question so you know you you have these young players that you want to give an opportunity to and they're going to need to be good uh, and need to be a part of this in a couple of years but you've seen a good meshing there and obviously this will be fine-tuned throughout the year but personality wise you know i've was talking to someone and, and, and he told me that the the cool thing about all these portal players that have come in is they all have one goal and they want to win a championship. And I think that's awesome coach. So for the most part, the the meshing in of those personalities and skill sets, it's been a pretty smooth process.
2: Very smooth. Yes. Our players have really embraced this group coming in and uh, understand that we need them to help us win. And so let but- I thought the team last year was really tight and very well meshed and this team this year is telling me that it's even tighter and they get along, they hang out, they, um, there's so many different personalities and they really embrace each other, you know, it's it's been really cool from SJ, um, Darren out of a freshman out of uh, Austin area, actually. Um, kind of sheltered, she should tell you that. Mm-hmm. Kind of quiet, real shy. And the players have just pulled out her personality like I've never seen. And uh, it's been wonderful. She's really happy. And I'm really proud of our players for just being adult-like and like, being good humans and embracing all kinds of different personalities no judgments no secrets Mm -hmm. no all the things that girls do that are mean (laughs) they they don't (laughs) see that they don't get into their little cliques and talk you know bad you know they're just they they do it like adults and it's been really really wonderful to see
0: sj being on this team is the first indication of, of of me really feeling old coach and i've told you this a thousand times but uh, I went to college with her parents, and in fact, I think they're a year younger than me. So this is that moment when I, when I look out, even though my son's a freshman in college where I look out, I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. I'm, I, I'm starting to call, call ball, and there's people out there whose who's kids uh, I went to school with their parents. But it's really, it's really neat. We're hanging out with Patty Gasso, the head coach of the OU softball team. Uh, all right, so I mentioned Kinsey Hanson. Uh, kind of a broader question before Kinsey. Do you worry about one person trying to do too much to replace Jossie, right? I mean, the record numbers, incredible career, maybe one of the greatest softball players ever. Do you worry about one person trying to do too much?
2: I do not. Uh, I think they understand that this lineup is actually it's, – it's, boy, it, it's not replacing Jocelyn Allen. It's impossible to do that. Uh, but the depth of this lineup is a little bit – More salty than last year. So, our team knows that, and they know that anybody from one to nine can change the game in one swing. And uh, it's power. And and, I mean, you've got the leadoff batter from Arizona State who may be batting seven or eight in our lineup when she could be one, two, or three anywhere else. Wow. So, it's uh, potent, and no one should feel that way and I don't think they will because they see it throughout the lineup and they know anybody can do it so it's, it's exciting it's a different group I mean there's eight newcomers and we've got 20 on our team that's over almost half of our team are newcomers um, but they've jived really well and their power and strength and um, athleticism is really showing.
0: But It, it is kind of wild, because I was looking at that number last night and preparing for this, Coach. Of those 12 people on the team, every single one of them has contributed. I mean, that is just in, in a good way, right? That's wild, because you're bringing in the best of the best, top recruiting class, the best out of the portal, and they're coming into a situation with the 12 people that are here, Coach. They're they've They've contributed, and they've been elite. You've got two freshmen of the year. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have to go down the awards list. That's just that's incredible.
2: yeah, no, I think it, it'll, people will be uh, pleasantly surprised. and they've probably already seen it because of uh, what we've done in the fall. We had some really outstanding uh, challenge series, each game, you know all of that was great. People got to see it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, – I'll tell you, what I'm going to have to be doing here is creating roles. Um, there's going to be, I, I think, of volleyball, the libero, you know, the right. defensive kind of player. I, I'm going to have some of that going on. I'm going to have matchup, offense, off the bench. What I'm really excited about is we've got two lefties in the bullpen who create some really good lefty-lefty matchups for us. Uh, So there's just a lot. I feel like there's just a lot more um, opportunity for substitutions and creativity and defensive shutdown players late in the game. Uh, You know, everybody's going to have some kind of different role with the ability to break into the lineup. But there's just some young players that have been waiting, and I, I know they're ready. That's like Quincy Lilio, and, you know, Hannah cord has been so outstanding in the outfield. And there's some of these young ones that have really been working hard. And I've got some freshmen. Like Jocelyn Erickson can absolutely mash. And she's a big, strong lefty hitter who's going to be our future for sure. Um, so there's just a lot to be excited about, not just in the moment, in the season, but also in the future. You're going to see some of these young players being ready to take over the reins and continue our tradition of, you know, just continuing to win. Hey,
0: before I let you go, I mentioned I wanted to talk about Kinsey Hansen a little bit. Uh, battled through so much last off season, and, you know, had this incredible start, then went through some adversity. and played better late. You mentioned that she's in a good spot health-wise. I mean, just what she's – I hate to say overcome because it is, you know, an, an injury situation that she battled. But to see her growth and how she's established and, you know, this is someone who's confident, right? She's She's got an aura about her. But where have you seen her growth and, and what can she be in 23? She's uh,
2: going to grow maturity-wise and leadership-wise. She's got a good voice on the team. Um, and she would tell you, it used to be kind of like uh, order, like, hey, do this. we got to do, you know, that. She's changed her tone a bit, so she's getting a lot of response and respect from that. But any time I've had an athlete, and that includes Lauren Chamberlain, Jocelyn Allo, and others, when they did not have a very good, and they're elite players, and they didn't have a very good year, and it usually kind of happens in their sophomore year, um, whether it's injury, whether it's just, just you know chasing numbers, big numbers that they put up as freshmen, uh, once they get out of that kind of down year, they just explode the rest of the way. I think Hansen's in that space right now. I think she is going to absolutely explode offensively like she did when she got here. As long as we can keep her injury free and just you know, getting the pain out of her knees and if we can keep her healthy, I think she's gonna go crazy. So we're working really hard and trying to come up with some
0: You doing okay. Oh, you do you doing okay living with the general manager right now? Everything good?
2: Me? Yeah. Uh
0: I mean, you got GM Jim Gasso in there now, too. So, I mean, are we doing <laughs> yeah. okay
2: with that? I'm trying not to listen to <laughs> his calls. He happens to put everything on speakerphone. Speaker so, I'm, I don't want to get involved in that because <laughs> then it takes my attention away. So, he's hustling. He's hustling. Good,
0: good. Well, I miss you, Coach. I can't wait to see you here in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited for the season. But uh, I know you will enjoy these last couple of days you get because, what, next week we get started? Left lane hammered out?
2: Yeah, um, next Thursday, and then we yeah we got about three weeks, three and a half weeks. So I want you to remember be on time for the bus. I will. Okay,
0: no worries. I'll never be late.
2: Dress for success for the airplane.
0: That's you know right. All the rules. We got, I okay. even got a new suit that I'll break out for this first trip. So be ready. Okay. Be ready. Hey, okay.
2: with tennis shoes or with dress shoes?
0: TBD to be determined. We'll we'll <laughs> I'll send you a picture and you can decide which one works better. How's that?
2: I'd love that. (laughs) All right, thanks,
0: Coach. Appreciate your time. (laughs)
2: All right, have a good day.
0: That's Patty Gasso. She's awesome. I love her to death. Uh, Absolute. It's kind of wild because you get in these moments. Now I'm all fired up about softball season. You get in these moments where you look at the calendar, and I, for me personally, I know we got a break. I'll take a break. We'll talk about when we come back. It's Plank Show. All right. Hour one of the Plank Show. Has been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, com, com, com. Call them today, 405-735-1167 or vhfence.com. I was saying it. For me, I try not to get too fired up about softball until about late January. But with with what's potentially coming lineup-wise for this team – I mean, let's go. Yeah,
1: I think it was okay and acceptable to be excited about this season as soon as last season ended.
0: True. I mean, think about it. You got your, your catcher, second baseman, shortstop. Your, your left fielder moves into third. So you've got essentially a starting center fielder, a starting right fielder, your best pitcher back. I mean, you got seven starters, and you brought in four rock stars from the portal. Oh, and, and you have the, one of the top recruiting classes in the country. I loved what Coach said, too. So, so many people have been out of shape over Oklahoma
1: being aggressive and making use of the transfer portal and there were all these she she didn't really get into the weeds on this deal but there were kind of some from some parts of the softball world some nasty accusations oh, yeah. out there that oh Oklahoma is not playing by the same you know playing field <laughs> it's like look you know whether or not Oklahoma has better name image likeness opportunities than somebody else is neither here nor there and coaches It's her job to try and put the best team together. Her job. So if she's got the opportunity to bring in talent that can help Oklahoma win, sorry. Sorry
0: that you're sitting on top of the mountain. We got a break. Hour one of the books. Hey, DJ – dj Sam, it's it's dj gasso's birthday so it's stuck in my head that happy happy birthday dj uh, dj gasso's lookalike dylan gabriel is coming back what does that mean for the sooners uh we'll dive into it next plus the latest on marvin mims question mark and a new edition for the sooners from the portal will there be more it's plank show right here on the home of sooner fans